Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters, all while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. I never know when you're going to start. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> uh, oh, welcome gosh. to another fantastic episode of Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Is that what we are? <laughs> that is who oh, we I are. On Mars. Tonight, that's who we are. And that's NPR. No, oh, my. <laughs> I'm so excited because it's your night to cook. I know. I know. And I actually was excited. Let me tell you what I'm making. Please do. Okay. These are called skinny strawberry chocolate chip muffins. Ooh. How fun is that? So if I eat it, I'll be skinny? Yes. (laughs) The more you eat, the skinnier you get. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) I made 50 dozen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We're going to look so good. Should we do before and after pictures? <laughs> Let's just do the after and they can use their imaginations for the before. <laughs> so how do you make those muffins? Okay, well, first of all, there is no butter and no oil in these. Okay. At all. What's so, your what's your moisturizer? <laughs> well, I use a couple different ones. Just say no. Clinique. No, no. <laughs> Oh, you mean the muffins? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were getting beauty tips. <laughs> no. So this has whole wheat flour. Mm. And of course, your bacon powder, bacon soda, salt, a eensy bit of granulated sugar. Eensy. Like a half a cup for the whole recipe. Okay. And it takes unsweetened applesauce. There's your moisturizer. <laughs> That's your binder. <laughs> That's your collagen. <laughs> fills the lines in (laughs) and it has Greek yogurt Mm -hmm. so you can use plain vanilla or strawberry oh I chose vanilla because I love vanilla (laughs) (laughs) okay I love strawberries but I didn't want strawberry yogurt because I think that's gross and then it has dark chocolate Mm. and it has Fresh strawberries mm. and only one egg. Okay. And kill a vanilla. Of course. That's what makes it real skinny. There you go. That's right. That's <laughs> your calorie burner. Yeah. And did I mention whole wheat flour? Yes, you did. That's what you started why. with. You pretty much just, I mean, put it all together. <laughs> so we had a shot of bourbon. <laughs> That's not true. Anyway, you just pretty much do all your dry ingredients, all your wet ingredients, whisk the wet to, together, mix the 
dry together and then put it together and then mix it, but don't overmix. No. You don't want, you don't want gummy no. muffins. Gosh. This makes 10. It says to use your ice cream scoop mm-hmm. as your measure. Mm-hmm. And it makes 10 cups. I got 11. Well, do, maybe I didn't do you mean cupcakes as opposed to <laughs> cups? <laughs> makes muffins. <laughs> Making strawberry chocolate cups. <laughs> and all you do is drink water out of it and you'll think you're eating a muffin. Delicious. <laughs> Anyway, I put them in the oven. God help them. I don't know what's going to happen now. So I hope you got a murder to tell me because this is too I much do. fun. I do. Are you ready? Everybody. Let's do this. 25 year old Janet Stacechek worked at the local Cash and Carry grocery store in Clearwater, Florida as a cake decorator. Okay. On November 2nd, 1986, Janet didn't show up for work. She didn't show up. She didn't. It was completely out of character for her. And as a matter of fact, she didn't show up the next day either, which was November 3rd. This time, her employees and her manager, they were all really upset that she hadn't shown up. And they called the apartment complex where she lived. That's good. That's a good thing. And asked the manager if he would go check on her. That manager said... I will not. That manager said, absolutely. Love Janet. Great girl. I'll go see what I can figure out. All of you apartment managers out there, (laughs) just know when that phone call happens, what's going to happen. I mean, you need to take into consideration your response. It's going to change the rest of your life. Well, I'll tell you what happened. This guy hung up and he called the police. Oh, God, so smart. He said, I have a tenant that, that people are worried about. Why don't y'all come over and see if because you see anything? Because I am anything. not opening that door. I am, I'm a scared what's, what's behind that door. When the police came, they knocked on the door, but there was no answer. They checked around the back and noticed that there was a window open and the screen had been slashed. At this point... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to be monotone. (laughs) You're doing a great (laughs) job. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the people that are listening are going to know how funny this is. (laughs) God. Anyway, at this point, they make the decision to ask one of the maintenance workers to crawl through the kitchen window and unlock the back. I'm not going up. I'm just laughing. He's going higher and higher. He's going to the ceiling. Because I was <laughs> I can't. Oh, God. This is serious. What's going to happen to us? The poor maintenance worker has had to crawl through the kitchen window. Oh, God. Inside, the police found Janet beaten, raped, 
and murdered in her bed. Her car and her purse were not found at the scene. Police start collecting evidence at Janet's apartment. They find hair on and around Janet's body and under the kitchen window. Wait, on? Yeah. And around? Yeah. Like it was scattered? No, not like big clumps of hair. Police start interviewing Janet's neighbors and bystanders who had shown up to the scene to see if there had been anything anybody could give them details on. Janet's next door neighbor, his name, Tom Sawyer. Shut up! I will not. Tom asked one of the officers at the scene what happened. She said Janet had been murdered, and he responded by asking if she had been strangled. Uh, she had been. Oh, wait and this sends some. Who asked that question? Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer, why would you ask that question? <laughs> he was curious. Was she murdered? No, no, no. But you said he said. Then the was police. She strangled? He said, was she strangled? Yes. Why would you ask that question? I, I think he just wanted to know. <laughs> I think he was just curious. No, he's not. Because he would say, oh, my God, how was she killed? Was she strangled? (laughs) (laughs) Unless he said, was she strangled, shot, beat amongst the heads? That is not what he said. Right, exactly. Okay. I figured it out. But keep going. Let other people have a chance. Uh, I mean, I'm not even (laughs) off my first page. And already, you know how it ends. Yes, I do. (laughs) I don't, should I go on or should I? want I? you to because I need to prove to the world what it is. <laughs> okay. This sends some red flags up to the investigators. I should and be they, an investigator. You should. And Tom, they asked Tom to go to the police station for questioning. Tom was more than happy to answer any questions the police had. Good, Tom Sawyer. He and Janet had been friends. As a matter of fact, she had been to his house just before Halloween to show Tom her costume. At the time, they <laughs> talked about getting together soon for dinner. At the police station, the investigators asked Tom what he thought happened to Janet. He said she must have been strangled. <laughs> It wasn't so much of an interrogation as it was like a let's guess what happened situation. Uh And Tom's thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to help the police. I'm going to tell them what I think happened. And they're like, I'm I'm going to help partnering with them. And then I'll get an award. Right. And recognition. Yes. That is not what happened. Oh, really? Tom, a recovering alcoholic, used alcohol to deal with his extreme anxiety. But he had been clean and sober for 13 months and he had been attending AA meetings, but he did not like to tell people that he was going through that. Okay. So police really honed in on Tom as their primary suspect, especially when he got a lot of the answers to the 20 Questions Act right. Uh, they're very, very smart dudes or people. The investigators. People. Yeah, investigator people. Yeah, they're smart. Dude and or do that. Investigators actually questioned Tom for 16 hours. He had no idea that entire time that he was a suspect. Well, Tom Sawyer, do you think that you were just making really good friends with the detectives? <laughs> yep. He really thought he was in there to help out. He gave he hair samples. He get a sheriff's badge. Yeah, that's maybe what he thought he'd get. He gave him hair samples, saliva samples, fingerprints, shoe prints, the keys to his car, to his apartment. Thinking the whole time, yeah, I'm you got it. Such a good friend. Yes. When investigators started telling him that he was the murderer, Tom denied any wrongdoing for 16 hours. 
with no breaks, no food, no attorney, even though he'd asked for one twice. Oh, no. Now they have broken the law. <laughs> During the so investigation. A, you know what? I take back what I said <laughs> nope, about the dudes and the dudette. <laughs> I am retracted. So they were really, really hard on him. And they would tag team him with investigators coming in and out. He started to doubt himself. He started to worry that maybe... He had relapsed, blacked out. He thought maybe, just maybe, I don't remember. So he went from, I didn't do it, to maybe I did do it, to I did it. No. Hours into the investigation, they gave Tom a polygraph, which he failed because it was done not by an outside source, but by somebody internally. And they were doing this whole question, question, question. And he was exhausted. He'd worked all day. He'd come home. He, he had not slept. Hungry. He had low blood sugar. So he failed it. He failed the polygraph. After he finally confessed, they gave him an hour to lay on the floor and sleep. Wait, when I, yeah. See, at first I was like, oh, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, Tom Sawyer. When investigators came back, Tom had gotten some of his senses back and again denied that he had murdered Janet. But it was too late. Investigators had what they needed, and they arrested Tom Sawyer, charged him with first-degree murder. The 16-hour investigation had been recorded, so the Clearwater police thought they had a slam dunk. Well, they're dumb. (laughs) They've never watched court TV. Exactly. (laughs) Doesn't go like that. The case against Tom was set to go to trial during pre-trial hearings Psychologists who listened to Tom's recorded confession, Conver, Conver, Confession, said that the con. What is the matter with that word? That it's the confession. Not the word. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but it's not the word. Said that the confession had been coerced. They told the court that Tom had been deprived of sleep and food. They pointed out that several times during the investigation, investigators told Tom they had evidence against him, but that wasn't true. Experts also testified that Tom suffered from extreme anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder. Obsessive. Obsessive compulsive disorder. (laughs) (laughs) Have you not heard of it? No, I thought you said obsessive. (laughs) It could have just been the... Bourbon <laughs> <laughs> Yes. They said the anxiety made Tom vulnerable to suggestion because he was very anxious. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <sighs> because Is he was because <laughs> he was overly anxious to please people. Wow. Okay. Especially those in a position. Pish- <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, we have got to find better words for you. <laughs> He's struggling with some type of a phonics combination. It has come at a very bad time. Your affliction or whatever you're talking about right there. The affliction. (laughs) I thought I missed part of the story. Poor Tom. After hearing from investigators and experts and hearing the 16-hour interrogation tape, the judge threw out the confession 
and all charges against Tom Sawyer were dropped. This was in January of 1990. Of course, Janet's family was devastated. They really felt like the court had let Janet's murderer go free. Janet's case went cold after that. And do you know why? Because... Because they spent a whole lot of time with Tom Sawyer. That's right. Should have maybe done a little bit of investigating. Right. Whilst he was at the station. Through that girl. As a matter of fact, it went cold until technology started to heat up. I love a heating up techno. Because the police had collected, remember, hairs and DNA from the crime scene, and they had preserved it. On December 10th, 2014, a detective working Janet's cold case submitted DNA from her crime scene to the national database. On January 2nd, there was a match. (gasps) Nice. The DNA matched the DNA of convicted criminal Stephen Lamont of Alabama. It turns out that Stephen had gone to prison for prison. (laughs) 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 Where the hell is that? Prison. Prison. I thought you were trying to say the name of a tail. No, for some reason. Prison. (laughs) Instead of prison. Anyway, he went there because he did some robbery in 1986. He and four other inmates managed to escape from prison. Stephen ended up in Clearwater when he was on the lam. Police did find him in Clearwater in 1987 and took him back to prison in Alabama, where he served until his release in 1998. Isn't that crazy? Did you follow that? Uh-uh. I can tell by the look on your face. Yes. When was Janet killed? In 1986. Okay. So this guy did some robbery, Mm -hmm. went to prison. Mm -hmm. He and four of his buddies escaped from prison in Alabama, and he headed to Clearwater, Florida. And it's while he was on the lam that he he murdered Janet. And was she just a random? She was a random. Really? Yep. He just broke into her house. Just because he could. I guess so. He said that he and Janet had been seeing each other, but nobody could corroborate, corroborate, yes, corroborate that story. Prison in right, yeah. And then it just, as luck would have it for him, he went back to prison, so he was never yeah. considered a suspect. Yeah, because people didn't even know he was there. No. No. That's weird. Clearwater police went to Stephen's house in Alabama and questioned him. First, he said, I was not in Clearwater in 1986. They reminded him that he had been found in Clearwater in 1987. Just a lot of detail. And then he changed his story about the whole Janet and I had been dating. And he's the one that he said, I, as a matter of fact, I went to Janet's house and I found her. And she was on the floor, and I moved her to the bed, and, some and then I left. I hightailed it out, and I and I took her car and her purse, and I went to the Tampa airport, left her car, went on my merry way. I don't know. I think he's not telling the truth. After some more questioning, Stephen finally admitted that he had killed Janet. Stephen Lamont was arrested and charged with Janet's rape and murder. He was extradited from Alabama to Florida, where he pled guilty and was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole. Tom Sawyer sat in the front row and watched with relief 
as Lamont was sentenced. Tom had actually spent a little over a year in in jail waiting for the trial. Oh, sweet Tom Sawyer. And I did watch, there's a show, I think it's on ID Discovery. I'll try and put that in our notes. But there's a show on ID Discovery that talks about this story. And they do all the interviews with Tom Sawyer now, you know, but it, it had a big impact on him. Huge. It had to change his whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that happens, and even you spend time in jail, and then everything is you're exonerated. But there's some people that never forget. Oh yeah, that you were in jail. The whole town thought he was guilty for all those years. Yeah. Oh, bless his heart. And you know what? They all need to come together now and really show him some love. Yeah. Or whenever that happened, maybe like build a park and name it after. And- <laughs> So that's it. Isn't that crazy? Twisty turny. Lots of twisty turny. Yeah. They really honed in on poor Tom Sawyer. Poor Tom Sawyer. God bless you there, Tom. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love you, T.S. Mm. Shout out to you. What's going on? It smells delightful. Well, because it smells like the strawberries dipped in chocolate. (laughs) I just love the smell of chocolate cooking. Me too. And chocolate strawberry together is one of my most favorite flavor combinations i understand i'm very passionate about it all right well do so you have something shout outs <gasps> oh we do shout out right in the middle so, well yeah because we didn't really start with anything mm-hmm. but here here we are <laughs> so anyway a shout out to matt at decaying with the boys podcast because he purchased war and pictured himself in some sugar-coated murder podcast Woo-hoo! wearables. Awesome. Yes, it was so nice. Not to be outdone, Miss Jess, who lives in Virginia. Uh, Virginia. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> she lives somewhere. She sent a picture of herself in a very cute pink tank top with sugar-coated murder podcast on it. That is amazing. So shout out to... Jess. Thank you, Jess. Shout out to Leo. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me tell you about why we're shouting out. Do it. Well, I can tell you. I think I might you know. know but. <laughs> you know this story, but in case anybody's listening in. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually recorded last night with Leo. Yes. The real shout out is because we canceled on Leo last week. Canceled on him last Monday because I was sick. Right, right. And then he very graciously forgave us and still came on last night and and helped us with some cooking. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Thank you, Leo Allen Jr. of Voluntary Input Podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Leo. Okay. So the next one is Angel. Angel is from, she has the Speak Up Sis podcast Mm -hmm. website everything it's a whole brand she's an amazing person she is and we ended up having to cancel on her on friday because i was sick yeah and she's gonna come back on with us soon we've got her rescheduled we're excited about that but shout out to her just for being gracious about us canceling thank you for your patience angel and then last but never ever least it's the wilson's Mm-hmm. Josh and Amanda. Mm-hmm. They have this awesome podcast called Super Familiar with the Wilsons. 
and we were supposed to be guests this past Saturday and we canceled. Cause why? Cause I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a whole lot of, this is like Karen's apology tour. <laughs> feels like it. it but in the way of a shout out <laughs> so thank you to the wilsons but also i listened to their latest episode that they recorded instead of having us on uh-huh. and they were so sweet about it they talk about our podcast and they give a good description it's really cute Aww. and amanda really captured my heart because she brought up a murderpedia reference. Oh, yes. she was like the one, th- one of the things they taught me and I thought it was going to be about baking. Uh-huh. She was like, there's a website <laughs> called murderpedia. <laughs> it's like, true. Oh, that's a good takeaway. So <laughs> thank, thank you, you the- Wilson's and thank we are you. rescheduled very soon to be guests on their podcast. And we'll let you know when that happens. So just wanted to give a little shout out break. And then I'm going to give a big shout out to uncle boo. Cause it's his birthday. Happy birthday. Uncle boo. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. birthday. What song is that? (laughs) It's your birthday. But that is not anywhere near the tune. (laughs) (laughs) So you can say the words. But I won't recognize it. Because well, I don't know what your problem me. is. I can hear the song clear as day in my head. <laughs> I could hear something in my head. It was clear as day. It was wrong. <laughs> Happy birthday, Uncle Boo. We love, love you. you. Anything else? No. <laughs> I love you, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, I love you too. Okay, I have a murder. If you oh, don't mind. Please. Okay, here we go. Ready. 2017, Raleigh, North Carolina. One of the reasons I'm doing a murder from North Carolina <laughs> in Raleigh is because it's my class reunion. <laughs> and I went to college in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I thought, I'm not going to the reunion and I really miss those people so much. I'll just do a murder from there as, a, as like a nod. There you go. <laughs> so, okay. I'm going to talk about Lauren Phelps. Her main name is, bear with me, Lauren Hugelmeyer. Wow. I'm not sure that that's right, but it sounds good. I was going to say, I hope it's right because I really love that. Yeah. Hugelmeyer. It's ah. really fun to write that. Oh, that. She is 29 years old. Married to 30-year-old Matthew. She's a graduate of Appalachian State University. Hmm. I'm familiar. I knew lots of people that went there. Yes. She is an auditor by profession. Hmm. She's very active in Hope Lutheran Church. Very, very active. She is cherished by her parents and two sisters. She and Matthew, her husband, were building a beautiful life. He was an aspiring pastor. They're newlyweds, married less than a year, and they had been friends since middle school. Oh, Yeah, so they had known each other. So they had kind of parted ways, and then after she graduated, they saw each other on Instagram and then connected back up like that and then started dating and married. Oh, it was a grand connection. It was a reconnection. Reunited and, and it, it feels so good. Now you've upset Trout. Oh my god. <laughs> Trout. Stop it. Okay. Sorry for the sniffles. I might still be a little sick. 
in the early morning hours of September 1st, 2017, a call goes out to 911 and it's Matthew. He says, this is kind of a quote. I've got blood all over me and there's a bloody knife on the bed. I think I did it. Matthew also told the dispatcher that he had taken coracetin cough medicine mm. to help him sleep. And he took more than the recommended dose. Mm. He says he was having a dream and he turned on the light and Lauren was dead on the floor. Oof, that's not good. When police arrived, the scene is something none of them had ever encountered. They found Lauren on the floor next to the couple's bed. She's curled into the fetal position with her hands covering her head. There's a massive amount of blood. There is, in fact, a bloody knife in the bed. Matthew has somewhat cleaned himself up, but not completely. Lauren is rushed to Wake Medical Center where she dies from her injuries. I just want to tell you that Lauren was born in 1988. Just going to tell you, I just need to pause to think about Lauren. Okay. okay. I told you that she has two sisters. Yeah. She was loved in Kentucky. And then they all moved to Raleigh. Mm-hmm. She was especially close to her dad and her sister, Beth. Okay. I just needed to pause and make this about Lawrence. It's about to be about Matthew. So he's somewhat cleaned up. She's rushed to Wake Medical. She dies from her injuries. Matthew is taken to the Raleigh Detention Center and booked into jail. His mugshot shows drops of Lawrence's blood on his face. Mm. And his fingernail cuticles are still stained red from all the blood. Mm. From the crime scene, an empty box of coracetin HBP cough and cold is discovered and taken into evidence. Okay. Lauren's family is stunned. They all loved Matthew because he made Lauren so happy. But as they talked among themselves, they realized that each of them individually had seen some signs. Oh, gosh. Lauren had been jumpy and not herself over the past couple of weeks. Her dad suddenly wished he had questioned her about it. Mm. She had hinted to, I think to Beth that she had had some financial distress due to Matthew's recent spending streak of over $1,200 on video games. Lauren also mentioned that she felt disillusioned in her marriage and thought she needed to get out of it. Ah. So was this really about cough medicine? No. While the toxicology reports on Matthews showed there was cough medicine in his system, but nothing near a toxic level. Right. Upon further investigation, they discovered that not only does Matthew have an overproduced affinity for gaming, like he's addicted. Mm-hmm. He seems to have a fixation on the movie American Psycho. Oh, gosh. So, in American Psycho, Christian Bale... Did you ever see it? I don't remember. So, Christian Bale portrays a fictional serial killer named Patrick Bateman, who's also like a stockbroker. Right. So, I want you to know that Matthew is... Well, I'll get to that. (laughs) All right. So, he seems to have this fixation on this character. His Instagram account is full of scenes from the movie. Mm -hmm. And there are even pictures of Matthew dressed up as that main character. Oh, wow. And different, like, there's not just one picture of him. There's pictures of him dressed up in all these different scenes. Oh, gosh. Right. So he's like really obsessed. He's a psycho. He's a psycho. That's what you just said. It's like I'm not even part of the podcast. 
<laughs> Cold hard fact. Matthew comparing himself to Christian Bale is like comparing a mud puppy to the Taj Mahal. <laughs> That's what I came up with. Oh, because no. I was like, he is, he cannot be further from Christian Bale. Oh, like, give me a break. So another cold hard fact is Lauren had been stabbed 123 times. Wow. That's a little more than some cough medicine. Yeah. So she had 44 cuts and stabs around her head and neck. Jesus. Some of them four inches deep. Oh, my God. Dozens of slashes to her arms, torso, throat, and face. Oh. Yeah. One of Matthew's friends actually mentioned to investigators that Matthew told him he wondered what it would feel like to kill someone. Oh, that's not good. No, Matthew. I'm just saying, if you ever have a friend that says... I wonder what it would be like to kill someone. Call the police. Not only that, but this is a friend he told early on before he even married Lauren. Oh, for God's sake. So pull the girl aside and say, you might not want to marry this fool. Yeah. Come on. Mm. That just pisses me off. Meanwhile. Meantime. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Meantime. (laughs) Lauren's family and friends lay her to rest. They remove her married name. And use her maiden name in her obituary and on her tones. Tones Tombstone. I'm glad it's not just me. Okay, oh my God, where are we? They took her maiden name off of the obituary and the tombstone. No, her married name. Oh, wait. What did I say? <laughs> and why do I call it a tombstone? <laughs> when it's a headstone. <laughs> tombstone it's a headstone and i'm not being disrespectful to lauren no took her married name off of it all right everybody calm down there was no mention of matthew in any celebrations of lauren good so they deleted him good in court he pleads guilty to keep himself off death row right 50 of lauren's family and friends turn up in court dressed in blue shirts with lauren's light printed on them Wearing purple ribbons in support of the fight against domestic violence. Nice. Matthew receives life without parole. And even when he is allowed to address the court, he tries to paint himself as some kind of a heroic, heroic, (laughs) heroic survivor of a darkness that overtook him. Oh, for God's sake. I know. Because he's still trying to play the serial killer role. So Dale, who is Lauren's dad, says that he thinks Matthew had planned a sick murder out the day that Lauren reconnected with Matt on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. He feels like that was just, he decided she was going to be the target. And then that's, he became part of her life. Wow. So he still carries a father's guilt of not paying close attention to the signs and not following Listen, his intuition. hindsight is twenty twenty. I agree. There's no guilt in that. She was a happy and loved person. She was a light in the world. She brought a lot to the table. And Matthew was a monster. Yeah. And her dad can't be guilty of Matthew being a monster. No. Her sister Beth believes that Lauren had 
told Matthew that she wanted to split up because of his gaming problems. And that that gave Matthew the sick excuse to carry out his dark fantasy. For heaven's sake. She told him in court, the only solace that she has is knowing that every day for the rest of his life, his life will be very, very difficult. One can only hope. And Lauren's poor mama. Her name is Lori. She told Tenor Tenorview, shit, TV (laughs) interviewers, Lord have mercy, that I like tenor viewers. That's going to go in the book. <laughs> it's going to go. It's going to go in the in dictionary. There. Yeah. It's a tenor view. <laughs> a tenor view. You know, the TV interview. I mean, the why do we have to put the V in it? Just say tenor view. It's so much quicker. And then everybody knows what you're saying. <laughs> and then these are. These are tenor viewers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The people that do the tenor view. I get it. <laughs> She told them there are still days that she thinks she won't survive the loss of her daughter. I can only imagine. It has broken her and broken her heart. Oh. She longs to hold her just one more time. Dale says he'll never forgive Matthew. They treated him like a son, and he will take that hatred with him to the grave. I'm sure he will. And Matthew is somewhere in North Carolina at some stupid ass prison, but. <laughs> He's an asshole, so mm. I don't really care. I can tell you one thing. He's mm. not getting these muffins. He is not getting one of these muffins. <laughs> no. He's not. Well, you want to taste it? Yeah. It's warm. So yummy. It's kind of cold in here, so I would like to hold it against my arm before I eat it to get the heat <laughs> off of it. Listen, All I right. can't make you happy. Either it's so hot, I turn the AC down. It's on 73 right now. Oh, I don't wow. I don't know what to do. I don't either. Now, I know these are skinny muffins, but can we put butter on them? Uh, Does that take away the, the dumbest skinny? thing I've ever heard? Of course we can. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing there's just nothing like butter on a warm muffin. Perhaps we should do a half a pat instead of a whole pat. That'll make it skinny. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'm adding to the skinniness. Okay, girl. Mm. Oh, gosh, sugar, these are really yummy. Oh, God, I did good. I thought they were going to be weird because of the wheat flour. No. But they're good. I like them. I can tell it's wheat flour. Very impressive. Yeah, I love it because they're skinny. Skinny. I feel skinny already. (laughs) I feel so skinny. I would imagine that you could do this with blueberries instead of strawberries or raspberries. Mm -hmm. You know, I would keep the chocolate in it. I'd do cherries, anything. That'd <gasps> Cherry be really would good. Be good. Yeah. I you love those hairy, you know, the Harry and David chocolate covered fruit. Yeah. Um, they, they have one that's cherry, chocolate covered cherry, and it tastes like a cherry Tootsie Roll Pop. So good. So it's not like the chocolate covered cherries that our grandmothers no, used to have no, to no, eat with no, that no. stuff that oozes out. Not the Queen Anne cordial. <laughs> okay. I've never had a. Harry and David chocolate covered churry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you haven't. Well, don't think I won't buy myself some. <laughs> it comes in a whole assortment. You could do strawberry, blueberry, oh. and churry. Would be delightful. It, it's so. I think I shall. I, I can see myself ordering that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Here we come, Harry and David. <laughs> Let's see that dot com. Let's. let's <laughs> 
Bunsen Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a fruit basket with all chocolate candies. <laughs> Such a great idea. If anybody else wants to do it, email us. We'll give you the address. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'll do a tip. Or do you know what else they could do? They could buy us a coffee. Uh, we could use some coffee. <laughs> We need something else to put our bourbon in. I know. Oh my God. Yes. And I don't know what else. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I think we've tasted the muffin. We've both told our stories. So yeah. we're going to talk about social media. Is that where we are? Okay. <laughs> like Facebook. We have Facebook. Oh, we do have we Facebook. We have Sugar Coated Murder Podcast fan page. Yes. Or Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Yes. Both very easy yeah. to say. If you want to be friends with us, then just join the fan group. Yeah. We tend to not turn people away. And make sure you go to the regular page and like us. That'd be great. Because oh, you could also give us a review on Apple or, or Spotify, Spotify. iHeart, whatever app you listen on. Yeah. Give us a a five-star rating and a positive review. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. We would like a positive review, please. <laughs> yeah. And that'd be wonderful. That'd be great. And then, of course, subscribe to our podcast on whatever app you listen to. Oh, yeah. That helps with the numbers, too. You can also email us at murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. Yeah, if you can't. You really we can. have Instagram. We do have Instagram. And our handle is at sugarcoated murder. Brilliant. It doesn't get easier than brilliant. that. Yeah, and please follow us because we need followers. We love followers. And if you start following us and then you get some of your followers to follow us, we would be so happy. So happy. So happy. Yeah. And we have Twitter. Twitter. And then there's Twitter. Twitter. We're yes. T- we're Twitters. Yes. So for Twitter, <laughs> that's my British way of saying Twitter. Yeah, I don't think that's right. It's Twitter. <laughs> I'm thinking. Okay, it's at Sugar Murder. Oh, yeah. Nice. I have one more shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shouting out kind of gal tonight. I understand. It seems more like an apology tour, but go ahead. This is not an apology tour. Okay. And you need to give this shout out too. So I'm giving it that on our behalf. Okay. But because we were sick, me. Yes. Yeah, I was not sick. <laughs> well, it's, we're in it together, sugar. So because I was sick and we didn't get an episode out, the last episode that we dropped was given to us by our friends, Dan and Lou at Casting Views. That's right. Yes. And we thank you, Dan and Lou from Casting Views. That was so sweet to yes, share. To share. And then everybody has gotten to hear how much fun we had. <laughs> and if y'all thought it was really funny, which I don't know how you couldn't, go on to their podcast and also follow them and subscribe and leave them a review and tell them how much you enjoyed hearing us together. And then follow them and listen yeah. to them because they're hysterical. We'll have to get them on a sling in the kitchen oh, episode. Don't even worry. I want to. Yeah. Yeah, but Dan, he's like a world traveler. So wherever he's staying there, I'm sure there's a kitchenette. I would agree. Mm -hmm. If he's going on holiday. (laughs) Holiday? Holiday. Holiday. I think that he could find a place that has a kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. a little bit. 
Like a couple, two, three hours. Couple, two, three. <laughs> That's it. Easy, oh, easy. goodness. All right. Okay. So we've it's shouted out. It's all our social murder. <laughs> I think that's all our social media. media. Uh, We'll post our link tree link. It's got a link to our merch, our buy me a coffee. Our uh, TM ambassador link. Oh, that's right. We are still. I think we're still. When I was sick, I had some kick-ass tea Mm. and it's all plum deluxe tea. Very good. I had a really good one that was a chocolate macadamia coconut. Ooh, it fancy. Was so good. And it had no caffeine, but it was really good. Nice. Yeah, that was part of my tea journey with my cold. <laughs> tea journey. <laughs> That's my tea journey. I love it. All, All right. right, guys. Well, we love the freaking hell out of y'all. We really do. We really and what do. we hope most for you is and thanks, Mary Beth, for sending us the unicorn cake picture. One more shout out I had. And God bless Mama. <laughs> Trout for not being completely out of control. I know. He didn't even get a lip bowl tonight. I know because I forgot to bring him some peanut butter. We we out. All right, guys. You know what? We love you. Stay sweet. And don't martyr. Because if you kill people, we will talk about you. You. And we will give interviews about you. (laughs) Don't make us interview you. (laughs) All right. This has been Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. A deliciously entertaining true crime podcast. Like what you heard? You can always explore past episodes by visiting sugarcoatedpod.com. Don't forget to like our Facebook fan page and share with friends. Thanks for listening to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.